The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something special. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, I just wanted to kick off the show with a quick note that this episode of The Writer Files is brought to you by the inspiring team at Author Accelerator. There's never been a better time to get serious about that book idea that's been rattling around in your head. And working with an Author Accelerator book coach is the best way to write forward. Author Accelerator book coaches give writers feedback, deadlines, and step-by-step guidance while you write so that you can actually finish your book. Your book coach will give you the customized tools and blueprints to success that are so often lacking in the traditional publishing world. And if you think book coaching sounds like a gig you'd like to do, many authors and copywriters have the exact skill sets needed to become great book coaches themselves. Author Accelerator offers intensive book coach training and master classes so that you can help other writers reach their goals. Just head over to authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles for more info and to get a free seven-day writing challenge to start mapping out your own book. That's authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles. Every good writer knows that you're supposed to write what you know, right? That's the kind of the golden rule of writing. Um, And that turns out to be truer than we realize. You know, it's, it's all right here inside us. There is no place like home. And it's from that voice that we have something to contribute that people will listen to and learn from. Hey there, and welcome back to The Writer Files. I am your host, Kelton Reed. And in part two of this file, the prominent book editor turned author Peter Guzzardi spent time with me discussing how he pulled back the curtain on the writer's life, finding courage in front of the blank screen, and important lessons from the yellow brick road for creatives. Peter's been a professional book editor for nearly 40 years. And after getting his start in marketing, writing catalog copy in New York City, he moved to the editorial side where he eventually took the reins at Harmony Books, an imprint of Random House. Mr. Guzzardi has worked with some incredibly talented authors over the years, to say the least, including Stephen Hawking on A Brief History of Time, Deepak Chopra on dozens of books, Douglas Adams on his Hitchhiker novels, Carol Burnett, Martin Amos, Ariana Huffington, and even Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like so many aspiring writers who swear they're going to finally write that book, Peter decided to throw his hat in the ring and write about the wisdom he'd accumulated on his own journey. The result of that hard work is his recently published book, Emeralds of Oz, Life Lessons from Over the Rainbow, an apropos title for 2019, the 80th anniversary of the film classic, The Wizard of Oz. 
Emeralds of Oz is a book in the tradition of all I really need to know I learned in kindergarten. Life lessons drawn from the most beloved movie of all time. And Carol Burnett said of the book, I loved it as much as I loved the movie. On part two of this file, Peter and I discussed why the writer's journey is so iterative. Lessons from the yellow brick road for writers. Why being compassionate with yourself is so important. A reality that no book is ever really finished. How fear can be so motivational in the face of adversity and the perils of being overly ambitious in your early drafts. If you missed the first half of this show, you can find it in the archives at writerfiles.fm. You can find the last 100 episodes on Apple Podcasts or wherever you tune in and in the show notes. Stay tuned. The Writer Files is brought to you by my friends at copyblogger.com. Words that work. Build your online authority with powerfully effective content marketing. Get superior content marketing education so you can build a remarkable online presence. Authors, bloggers, journalists, online publishers, and entrepreneurs, head over to copyblogger.com to learn more. That's copyblogger.com. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published and leave us a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. I've got an overdeveloped sense of, of, I mean, the bar is really high, right? I make a living by setting the bar high, by pushing authors to make their ideas clearer. Let's get rid of that part of the manuscript that doesn't work because this is where it's catching fire. Right. So I've got this, this pretty refined sense of what works. Um, and it's very, therefore, particularly hard for me, and I think for every writer, uh, perhaps to a lesser degree, to, to let fly that really crappy first draft, right? Because that's the only way this works. It turns it's an iterative process, which I knew, but I didn't know how hard it was going to be to just to turn off your inner editor, your inner critic, and just let those words flow, let them spill out. And then later on, in the cool light of tomorrow, you can look them over and see, you know, do I have any gold here? Is this all dross or are there flecks of things that I can save? Am I heading in an interesting direction that I can develop? Uh, but you've got to allow that. You've got to allow part of you to relax, a couple of glasses of wine, whatever it takes, and let those words flow because that's that's your product, right? That's got to start there. Yeah, yeah. So you went through the process yourself, and so did it. Did it did it change your? I mean, obviously, it changed. It was a, it was a journey for you, and you yes. were, and and this is this is really some of the wisdom that we find in the book, right? Um, it's yes. all, it, you're almost like describing the writing process uh, with these <laughs> nine... Uh, That's a great point. And, and I think partly that was just serendipity, but uh, partly it's because what is Dorothy? You know, Dorothy is lost. I mean, that's the thing. She's helpless. She's lost. She's got to make her way through an alien world. Uh, and and that's how the writer feels, yeah. lost and making their way through this these thickets of, of language and through the thickets of their own mind to come up with some clarity, to come up with some coherent ideas that you can stack on top of each other to build a structure. So I didn't realize it at the time, but I was forcing myself through the 
very process that would end up being very helpful. And I think the book could be particularly useful to writers, given these nine emeralds that I found that were the secret to Dorothy's success on her journey from lost to found, from helpless to centered uh, within herself and calm within herself. Yeah, yeah. I really see that parallel also. Um, and you could almost, you know, do a, um, a companion piece just for writers that would probably resonate because now you've been through, you've run the gamut yourself and, 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 uh, it's pretty interesting. It's yeah, absolutely. Interesting story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the nine emeralds, you could just pick any one. I think they work particularly well. Uh, if you, if you have the nine in hand and you run through them really quickly, um, that's, that's really the, the, I think they kind of, the, the magic in them gets released when you use them together. Hmm. But if you, if you start it with anyone, what might be a particularly good one for a writer? Um, I mean, celebrate yourself just for showing up. I mean, yeah. that's emerald number three, right? Each emerald is linked to this iconic moment in the film. And that's the moment where Dorothy kind of crash lands in Oz. And after a few moments, after Glinda comes by, then suddenly the munchkins pop out of the bushes and celebrate Dorothy with these songs <laughs> and the parade and the keys to the city. Well, no, emerald number three is do this for yourself. You're, you should do all, all of these nine things that Dorothy does for herself. Do for yourself. Celebrate yourself just for showing up. I mean, here you are at the, the typewriter. Here you are at your keyboard. Like, whoa, that is fantastic. You've done 80% of the job has already been accomplished. Here you are, your butt's in the chair, and you're ready to go. So celebrate yourself. Put air under your own wings that joy munchkins gave dorothy uh, first, <laughs> as you embark on this particular journey of yours yeah yeah and just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive writer files patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews a writer's happy hour bonus breakdowns and a lot more i know that for serious writers it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise stay productive and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime that's patreon.com slash the writer files help us start something cool and special keep calm and write on the munch the muse <laughs> the muse of the munchkins but um yeah no but it, i mean it is true and i think you know what, what part of what you're talking about in that journey is is you know pushing through uncertainty right and yes. that, that really is part of the writer's journey um, but then I think you, you'd mentioned number three, you know, celebrating yourself or just showing up and also for the compassion piece, I think choosing compassion yeah, as opposed, compassion. as opposed to, and we've talked about this at length because there's a neurobiology piece, uh, to say, um, you know, partly writer's block, but we're, we're, we, we do talk a lot about, uh, procrastination on the show and, I think yes. the compassion piece is so important because, you know, we've learned that, um, 
you know, it can be a wicked feedback loop to get into this uh, piece where you're kind of like, you feel ashamed when you, when you maybe miss a writing yes. date or, you know, all of a sudden Absolutely. You, you, you're, you're thinking about, too, you're overthinking things or, um, you know, yeah. I think the compassion, that compassion piece for writers, especially self-compassion is, is really so important. <laughs> yeah, that, it puts me in mind of a, a wonderful New Yorker cartoon. Uh, there's a guy, uh, he's, sitting, he's sitting in this chair at this desk and his wife's in the door, looming in the doorway. And he's saying to her, but I am working, honey. And he could, he's just been gazing out the window. And he's, but I am working. And I believe him. He really is. I mean, that's the part that we, we don't enough. I mean, sure, you're clacking away at the keys and now you've got words and you can celebrate those. You can count them and, and think that's terrific. All good. But celebrate. There's so much. You have to think first, right? First, you got to spend time just cogitating and playing with these thoughts in your mind and writing down things on scraps of paper. I mean, celebrate that part of the process, too. It's all grist for the mill. Yeah. Yeah. I love but, that. Oh, oh, my point being, yeah, choose compassion. Yeah. Choose, have compassion for all of, for yourself, given all the obstacles you face, right? It's not easy. It's not easy being green. It's not easy being Kelton or Peter. It's not easy doing this task of writing. So have compassion for yourself. Cut yourself some slack. Okay. You, you only cranked out 50 words today or a hundred or maybe none, but maybe, but you've got some good ideas. You're following an interesting line of thought. Uh, and tomorrow will, will lead to something wonderful. So cut yourself some slack and cut the people around you some slack. And all of a sudden when Dorothy chooses compassion in the face of the tin man or in the face of the scarecrow or the cowardly lion, when she greets them with the question, you know, how can I help? Suddenly they're transformed from these like strange creatures into loyal allies who will devote themselves utterly, would sacrifice their lives for her. And there's a lesson in that. When you choose compassion for yourself and for other people, things change. People change. Circumstances change. The universe starts to lean toward you and support you. Uh, compassion is a remarkably powerful tool. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> I think you, you've pulled back the curtain. On the writing life, in a sense. <laughs> but uh, that person behind the curtain, it's just you and me, man. <laughs> you know, there ain't no grand and powerful. There's no, you know, great and powerful Oz back there. It's just you and me doing our best. Uh, uh, and that's okay. That's going right. to turn out really well. Well, we will definitely drop a link to uh, the book, of course, Emeralds of Oz, Life Lessons from Over the Rainbow. And your website, petergazardi.com. Yeah, that's P-E-T-E-R-G-U-Z-Z-A-R-D-I. Absolutely. Dot com. We'll drop that link in the show notes as well. Cool. And, and uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about maybe, I think I'm, I'm interested to know, kind of pivoting from prominent editor to, to author, you know, if you found, how you found, found transitioning into kind of again the writer's life and any you know productivity pieces that you found were hard at first but that got easier over time as you were writing the book did you find that you needed to um, be time blocking for yourself were you setting yourself word counts and are you a writer who writes every day uh, yeah kind of none of the above I think 
what I lost sight of, which I would remind others of, is that it is an iterative process, meaning that that first draft is like you're not home at the end of that first draft. And you'll probably have to do what I did, which is to rewrite it completely to create a second one and a third one. And only after the fourth draft did I come up with something that my publisher thought was good. Um, and and that kind of crushed me uh, when, as a writer. I found it devastating that my editor wasn't blown away by my first draft. Um, although as an editor, I know better. I, I don't think I've ever ever uh, had a, somebody send me a first draft and, and put it into production, not in 40 years. Everything goes through substantial revisions, mm -hmm. but it feels different when you're on the other side, man. It's it's just much harder. Um, but I've lost sight of your question. What was your question? I, you know, what, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not really sure. I, I guess my yeah. question was making the pivot from editor to, yeah. to writer. What, right. what was the hardest piece maybe of transitioning to kind of getting into a groove where you were getting words, where you were finding that like, you know, the best time of day for your writing or the best place or, you know, what, what, epiphany, yeah, it, what epiphanies it, did you have about? <laughs> well, uh, it, I think it depends a lot on the kind of person you are. I mean, I am not disciplined. Um, so, uh, if I set a goal for myself of how oh, 500 words a day, I mean, I'm just not going to meet it. I'm going to procrastinate and skip it, uh, and then feel terrible about myself. Um, so what worked for me, uh, sad to say was terror. Uh, I mean, fear <laughs> has its fear has its uses, uh, after three drafts that the publisher wasn't happy with. Um, so I, I gave up, honestly, I just let, let it lie for a year and a half and just wouldn't look at it. Uh, and then when I heard from the publisher that they were considering canceling the book and they were going to want their money back, um, suddenly I thought to myself, well, I've waited until my back's against the wall and guess what? I can feel it against my ribs. Uh, and now it's time to get going. Now it's time to really make this happen. Um, and critical to me, and I think to every writer one or two people that you really trust who can tell you the truth about what you're doing. And in my case, it was my wife uh, who said to me, you are being too ambitious with this book. You are trying to make this book three things. You're trying to make it a memoir. You're trying to tell all the stories of the authors you've ever worked with and what their books were about. And you're trying to tell us, you're trying to give us information about what wisdom you found in The Wizard of Oz. That no one book can do all those things. You know, you have to make a choice. And in my opinion, in my wife speaking, uh, it's the odd stuff that's the most interesting. And that's what you should go after. And everything else should be secondary. That should be your primary focus. And once I had one focus instead of three, things very quickly fell into, into place, driven, flogged by the knowledge that if I didn't get this thing in in time quickly, uh, I was going to owe this publisher uh, a chunk of dough. It was going to crater my, my savings. Wow. Wow. That, I mean, that is uh, kind of a herring idea and it does happen, right? This is not an, un, un, this is not uh, an unusual thing. The, the, the publisher will sometimes cancel a project. And... Oh, it happens all the time. <laughs> it happens all the time. That's wild. Uh, yeah. I can't and imagine. it's, uh, and well, I mean, from their point of view, they, you gave them a proposal, you made a promise to write and deliver a book uh, and they give you a chunk of money based on that promise. So if you don't do it, um, they have every 
uh, good reason to say, oh, uh, we worked with you in good faith and you didn't deliver and you owe us some money. I mean, fair enough. Meanwhile, the money's spent, right? You've lived that time. So it's it puts you uh, puts you behind the eight ball. And sometimes that's what you need. It, it's what I needed is a, a, a real kick in the butt. Uh, and that got me moving, got me focused to all my senses were on. All my spidey senses were tingling and I made the decisions I needed to make. Wow, that's cool. I mean, so you <laughs> so you really lived the uh, really lived the, the kind of the wisdom of the book, in a sense. I mean, you uh, faced your fear. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And pulled back that yep. curtain. So, you know, I yep. mean, in a sense, what, what you experienced was, you know, kind of the, in a sense, you got a diamond out of it, but you, or an emerald, I should say, but, um, you know, it was through the kind of crossing that, what am I trying to say? You really, you really, yep. li- you really lived the kind of it's what that journey. creative process Absolutely. is about. Yeah. Yeah. And and turns out there's no place like home, right? It finally <laughs> comes back to you and it comes back to what you have to say and what you have to say that's unique to you, that's based on your experience. Uh, every good writer knows that it, you're supposed to write what you know, right? That's the kind of the golden rule of writing. Um, and that turns out to be truer than we realize. You know, it's it's all right here inside us. There is no place like home. And it's from that voice that we have something to contribute that people will listen to and learn from. Hmm. I love that. Well, um, what are you working on now? Are you back to editing uh the editing world are you working on more of your own personal writing projects i well i've continued editing kind of throughout um the thing about editing is that you can uh an author will send you a chapter and you read it and you say this is what you need to do and then they go off for a while so it's you can juggle editing uh so i've kept a handful of projects alive over this period that I've been writing the book. Um, and in the fall, I'll go back to New York and I'll visit my publishing colleagues and I'll say, uh, I'm back in business as an editor. Um, what you got that's uh, that needs a lot of help? Um, and, uh, and I'll continue doing that. As far as new writing, it's I, I'm still kind of recovering. I'm a writer in recovery. <laughs> uh, it's just an enormous effort. Um, and I think you know people immediately say like, so what are you working on next? It's like, well, geez, I feel like I haven't stopped panting over over what it took to get here. Um, that's, I'm that's just fine. catching my breath. And marketing, doing what you and I are doing right now, getting out there and talking about the book and letting people know what's in it and, and encouraging them to read it and then, t- and then having little one-on-one sessions with people in the library or small groups, um, that that takes a lot of time and energy too. I, I love doing it, uh, but it's not so easy to be doing the solitary thing of thinking and cogitating and doing research and coming up with your next idea at the same time. Yeah, interesting, all of it. Well, uh, for a guy who's edited books by Carol Burnett, and Carol Burnett, uh, had a very nice thing to say about the book. She said, I love this book as much as I love the movie. That's that's uh, quite a... Uh, that's the ultimate accolade. Quite a blurb. Yeah. From uh, the ultimate human being. She <laughs> is just 
one extraordinary lady. She's everything you would imagine Carol Burnett, the human being, would be based on Carol Burnett, the public persona. She is one class act. Beautiful lady. That is really cool. Well, um, I will just reiterate one more time. And and a really neat uh, point to to, uh, remind listeners about is that this year is the 80th anniversary of The Wizard of Oz, is that right? Yes, that's right. 80th anniversary on August 15th, uh, the movie premiered for the first time. Uh, and August 25th, it was released in movie theaters for the first time. Hmm. And this was this was two weeks before the outbreak of World War II. I mean, this was a long time ago. And I would argue that it's every bit as relevant today as it was then. Maybe more so. That's great. Given That's what great. we're going through. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Emeralds of Oz, life lessons drawn from the most beloved movie of all time. In the tradition of all I really need to know, I learned in kindergarten. Um, also, a uh, a good book. Um, <laughs> congrats on the uh, the book and oh, and, you're, you, and giving birth to your baby finally. Thank you, thank you very much. Kudos, of course. And uh, yeah, uh, thanks for coming on here to kind of expound on the wisdom of of uh, Oz and, of course, um, editing and, and the writing life. Thank you, Kelton. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks so much for joining us for this half of The Writer Files. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers find us. You can always leave us a comment or a question and visit the entire archives at writerfiles.fm, where we also humbly ask you to support the show with a secure donation to help us keep going. Just click the little yellow PayPal donate button over at writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. And thank you.